Welcome runners to another episode of Let's Run Fit with B-Lit, your go-to podcast for all things health, wellness, and of course, running. I'm your host, B-Lit, and I'm here to help you discover the secrets to achieving your physical and mental health goals. In today's episode, we'll be diving into a topic that can make a huge difference in your running performance, effort-based training versus heart rate-based training. We'll explore in detail what these training methods are all about, and most importantly, we'll delve into the pros and cons of each to help you determine which is going to be best for you. runners, before we lace up our shoes and hit the pavement, I want us to all take a moment to appreciate how far we have come on our fitness journey. We are four months into this podcast, and whether you are just starting out or you've been running for a while, I want you to know that every step you take is a step towards a healthier and happier you, and I am so incredibly proud of every single one that you have made so far. Okay, so let's get into it. Effort-based training and heart rate-based training. They are the two most popular methods used by runners to guide their workouts and measure their intensity. So we can really need to start by understanding what each approach actually entails and the benefits that they offer in and of themselves. So effort-based training is all about gauging your exertion level during a run based on how your body feels. It's going to involve tuning into your breathing rate, your muscle fatigue, perceived effort to determine all of those different factors of how your intensity is affecting your body during your workout. This approach allows you to listen to your body's signals and adjust your pace accordingly to that. The key here is you have to be able to actually listen to your body's signals and you know, act accordingly. One of the major benefits of this training is just, it's simple. You don't need any fancy gadgets. You don't need any devices. It's just you, your body, you're working out together, just, you know, finding your flow, getting the right intensity. And this is very, very useful for beginners who are getting to know their bodies and learning the ropes of running. Because as you're going through this, you're going to start to learn, oh, this is what this effort feels like. Oh, this is what a really hard effort feels like, a really easy effort. And you're going to be able to notice the differences in in your body as you are going forwards. But that isn't saying that this is without any challenges. So one potential challenge of effort-based training is that it is subjective. And because it relies on your personal perception of the exertion, it can be challenging to accurately measure and track your progress over time. And without a clear framework, like a heart rate zone or something of the similar, it can be very difficult to ensure that you are training at the desired intensity consistently. So that's going to be one of those really hard things is if you are someone who wants numbers on paper, you're not going to get that with effort-based training because you have nothing to prove like this was my intensity zone today because it was based off your feeling and not off a actual number. So if we shift our focus to heart rate-based training, that's going to give you those numbers. It's going to give you an extra layer of data that you can use in your workout. And this method involves using a heart rate monitor, a smartwatch, a chest strap, whatever you use. There's some armbands that you can use as well. And that is going to track your heart rate during your run. By staying within a specific heart rate zone, you ensure that you're training at the appropriate intensity level for your goals and your workout. These heart rate based trainings really provide you with a lot of valuable insights into your cardiovascular fitness, and it really helps you avoid going too hard or too easy. It's like having a personal coach constantly monitoring your heart rate and guiding you to optimize your performance. And by training with different heart rate zones, you can target specific physiological adaptations and improve your overall endurance and speed and having that number there to make sure that you are on track. 
One of the big advantages of heart rate based training is that it isn't going to have that objectivity that you're going to have with effort based with heart rate based training. You can accurately measure that exertion level and track your progress over time. This also allows for that precise intensity control and ensures that you're in the correct zone and achieving your specific goals. Even if you feel stronger than your heart and your body actually feels because that does happen. But this method, just like any other, is going to have limitations. It does require the use of a heart rate monitor or a smartwatch, and that can be an additional expense for some individuals that they don't already have. Furthermore, external factors such as temperature, hydration, and stress all affect your heart rate, potentially leading to variations in training intensities and can also kind of vary your data. So for example, what you're going to feel in zone two during the like heat of the summer is going to be very different to your paces and how you feel in zone two in the dead of winter or in those beautiful, wonderful, like five times a year, spring and fall days that we all pray for every single day. You're going to have different paces and you're going to look at your effort and your heart rates and your paces. And you're going to feel a little confused if you don't go into it with that knowledge and paying attention. So now that you know about the two, the burning question remains, which approach is a right for me? Well, my friends, that answer lies within you and you alone because it depends. Both effort-based training and heart rate-based training have their merits and it's crucial to find which one resonates with your unique self. If you're someone who enjoys going by feel and you want the freedom to adjust your pace based on how your body's responding, Effort-based training is for you, and that's going to be your jam. It's going to allow you to listen to your body and make real-time adjustments and just promote a more intuitive approach to your running. On the other hand, if you are a data-driven individual who thrives on numbers, hand raised over here, that's me, then you're going to want to have that more objective measure of your exertion that the heart-based training is going to give you, and that's going to be your cup of tea. It's going to give you those concrete metrics that are going to work with you and for you to track your progress over time. But again, this is not one size fits all. You might find a combination of both methods work best for you. Effort-based training can serve as a foundational approach while heart rate-based training can provide those additional insights and structure to your workout. You could also just be like me, myself. I use heart rate-based training on easy workout days. I am the absolute worst for lying to myself about how I feel. I will go out and I'll be like, I feel great. I'm running great. I'm doing awesome. And I look down at my heart and my heart rate over here is hanging out in the 170s. That is not an easy based heart rate in any temperature. So, you know, you just have to be able to actually do it and not lie to yourself like I do. So I very much, very, very much like heart rate training for myself on those easy workout days because it holds me accountable. My watch is going to buzz when it's like, yo, calm down chill, slow down. You've still got time. You still got this workout going. Why are you trying to go so fast? But then on speed work days, I go a lot more based off effort because as the effort changes throughout the workout, depending on what rep I'm on, you know, the distance, all those things. So effort based can be a much better foundation for me when it comes to speed work training. I've done kind of a mixture. I've done an interval based workout where it is all about, I work out at this constant pace until I hit this heart rate. And then I slow down. I've done, you know, things like that, where you stay at a slower one until your heart rates recovered to this number. I've done a bunch of different variations and it's all what works best for you. It's what's going to make you happiest because you have to remember that there is going to be subjection on both sides. So a big subjective thing, like I've mentioned before, is effort is based off your feelings and everyone's going to feel different. I have an athlete and he is absolutely fantastic and he actually just graduated, he's moving on to college running and 
my heart breaks that he is gone. What he feels like is an easy effort for him is having his heart rate hanging around about 180 to 185. That's what he feels is an easy effort run. Now, obviously him and I had lots of arguments, you know, like going back and forth. I was like, your heart rate does not need to be that high. And he's like, well, my heart's just built different. You know, there's all of these different things. So there are going to be differences. And eventually him and I came to an agreement that we would do a field-based lactic threshold test. If you've never done one of those, they're pretty brutal. I'm not going to lie to you. You have to go a steady pace, the fastest pace that you think that you can hold for 30 minutes and hold it for 30 minutes straight. And if you vary more than five seconds, either way, it's null and void. And every lap, he would have to tell me what his heart rate was. And I wrote it down and I take the average of that for every single lap to get what we call his lactic threshold zone. Now, that's not 100% accurate. The only way to get it fully accurate is to go to a lab where they actually have you hooked up where they're taking your blood while you're running to actually measure scientifically the amount of lactic acid that has built up. But I was able to use that number and then with that number doing, you know, all of those different heart rate calculators that you can find, do a percentage of lactic threshold. And I found that his heart rate did need to be higher to be in his zone two. He was correct. His heart was built different, not as different as he thought it was. He thought his heart was built to be in the 180s whenever he was running easy. It was actually much lower than that. He needed to be about 160. By me, myself, I need to be about 140 to 150. Everybody is different. And I did this lactic threshold on a couple of different athletes because they just wanted to know. They're like, Hayden like took off and he, I think he dropped, if I remember correctly, about 30 to 40 seconds in his mile. He ended up in a sub five minute mile, you know, was killing it, was so close to a school record. He was awesome. And they're like, I want that too. So I did this to a couple other athletes and every single one had a slightly different zone after their lactic threshold field test. And that's how you get those numbers. But I have other athletes that were like, no way, not doing heart rate training, can't do it, won't do it, but I promise I'll slow down. So it's all based off what works for you because I know one gentleman that was on the team, he's like, it was stressing me out looking at my watch. So if you're gonna be someone who has to stress because your watch either doesn't alert you or you don't want it to, then that's not gonna be the method for you. In his case, we just kind of came to agreement that he would slow down and we kind of kept slowing him down until he took off. And then he ended up going into a sub five minute mile as well before the end of the season. So it's all going to be what works best for you. I can't tell you that one way is better than the other. I know personally with my athletes, I like them using the heart rate method just because I, as a coach, can look at their data and be like, this is what works. This is where we see if you're in this zone, now watch you drop your pace here and watch your you know speed increase here. And I can see that with numbers that I can use to talk to my athletes and that works. However, that doesn't work for everyone. Like the one athlete who did not want to do heart rate, him and I had to work a different way and we were still able to get him to his goals to get him where he wanted to be. But like was mentioned before, you do have to take so much more than just effort versus heart rate into account when you're making this decision. One thing you have to think about is where you live. If you are going to be someone who lives in a very hilly, mountainous area, heart rate training is going to be a little bit harder for you because as you're going up a hill, your effort is going to be higher because you're climbing a hill. That's just all there is to it. Your effort will go up and you'll have to slow your pace way down. 
And then going down the hill, you don't use a lot of cardiovascular when you go downhill. So you're going to speed up there. And you have to be able to find those limitations of how much slower do you need to go up the hill versus how much faster can you go going down the hill. You have to take that into account as you're doing this. If you are training on trails, training on trails is going to be a lot different than training on a road because you're having to look down. You have to make sure you're not tripping over rocks or logs, wet surfaces, slip and slide and whatever it is. That again, it's going to make it harder for you making this decision because now you're not just having to think about how it feels as you're running or what your heart rate is. You also have to think about the safety of your run as well. So that needs to be taken into account when you're making this decision of what kind of plan you want. If you want an effort-based plan, but you're going to be running through the woods, you have to keep in mind that just because it feels too easy because you're having to slow down to, you know, kind of maneuver the ground and the landscape, that's fine. If you decided heart rate training and your heart rate goes below zone two because you're trying to stay safe, you have to remember that it's okay. And that's also going to be fine. Another example of something that you really need to take into account before you make your official effort versus heart rate decision is the weather where you live. Now that doesn't seem like it would be a huge thing, but I already mentioned about how temperature can affect your effort-based training and your heart rate. Things are going to be harder in hot temperatures. There's no if, ands, and buts about it. It doesn't matter. You can't be built different. You're not just going to be like, yes, I can run in 90 degree weather and be just fine. You have to remember to take those into account. Because if you are someone who looks at your pace at the end, then you're going to have to pay attention. That's why I don't like giving pace-based workouts very often to my athletes. Because pace is a flat number and it doesn't change. It doesn't account for, are you running through the woods? It doesn't account for, is it snowy and slippery? It doesn't account for it being 90,000 degrees outside with 100% humidity. This is Myrtle Beach, we have that. You know, it doesn't account for all those things and then you end up trying to run your pace and not hitting it because of outside factors and now all of a sudden you feel down on yourself. That's why I really prefer heart rate or effort based because those are going to be taking into account all of this extra stuff. It's going to take into account if you are going to have a temperature and that's going to slow you down. It's going to take into account stress. Your workouts are not in a vacuum. And that is another very common conversation I have to have with my athletes when we're talking about what type of training, whether pace, effort, or heart rate. I give them these numbers and they're like, oh, I didn't hit my paces. I'm just terrible. And I'm like, no, you're not. You had five tests today, or you had a stressful day at work, or like your child was sick for the last week. All of those things take into account on your body and they will affect your effort, heart rate, and pace. If you're extremely stressed out, no matter what the cause of the stress was, it's going to elevate your heart rate. It just is. If you are someone who drinks a lot of caffeine that day because you didn't get any sleep because your baby was screaming all night. Well, guess what? Your heart rate's going to be elevated. So no matter which method you choose or what you think is right for you, you have to make sure that you take in those outside factors. Again, not one size fits all. Not one size is going to work for everyone. And it's not even going to work for you every single day. Some days you might have to change it, just like I change it based off the type of workout versus if I use heart rate or effort. 
Very rarely do I do paces unless it's those beautiful, wonderful, perfect spring and fall days that we get five times a year because I can't guarantee I'll hit that pace because it doesn't take into account life. It doesn't take into account weather. Why effort and heart rate do take those outside stressors into account. It's going to change things, but it does take it into account. All of those things are going to add together to help you decide what the best workout plan for you is going to be. So my biggest suggestion is find a coach who's willing to work with you. Find a coach who's willing to write you a plan that can go either way. If you know you're stressed out and you need it based off, you know, effort, tell your coach that and they can do that. Or be able to figure out kind of the, if it says you need to be in zone two, figure out what your effort scale would be so you can kind of modify within of itself. So to wrap it up, I summarize all of our key takeaways. Effort-based training focuses on gauging your exertion level based on how your body feels during the run, offering simplicity and adaptability. On the other hand, heart rate-based training involves using heart rate data to guide your workouts and ensure your training within your specific intensity zone, gives you that objectivity, precise intensity control, and makes sure that you are held accountable for what you are doing. So like I keep saying, the choice is yours between these two methods. It comes down to personal preference, what resonates with you, and the most important thing of all of this, no matter what you choose, is that you choose to lace up those shoes hit the road, and enjoy the journey towards your healthier, fitter you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know this was a shorter episode, but I don't feel the need to ramble on about something if I can get the point across sooner. So I hope that you have a deeper understanding of effort-based training and heart rate-based training for running. Remember the path to physical and mental health. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So keep running, keep striving, keep shining. And until next time, Stay fit, stay motivated, and keep running towards your health and wellness goals. You've got this. Happy running. Thanks so much, runners, for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners. The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.